You are listening to Starter Girls Podcast with Jennifer Loading. Whether you are starting a project, starting a business, starting a brand, or starting a movement, we are here to talk about it. And I'm super excited. I have Rosanna Eckert on here today, and she's got such an amazing bio. And so, uh, Ro- welcome, Rosanna. I see you there. Welcome. Yeah, good to be here. Yeah, I'm going to tell our listeners a little bit about you, and um, then we will jump right in and get to talking here. I'm excited to chat with you today. So, all right, so Rosanna Eckert, praised as a world-class artist and bright and imaginative, she wears many hats as an internationally renowned live and studio vocalist, songwriter, arranger, and master teacher of jazz and voice. She performs regularly throughout the United States and abroad, and she's performed and recorded with such jazz greats as Lyle Mays, Kenny Wheeler, Christian McBride, Marvin Stamm, and Bobby McFerrin, just to name a few. I'm impressed. I love it. I love it. Um, She's a renowned educator and was the first woman to join the esteemed jazz faculty at the University of North Texas here in Denton in the fall of 99 upon graduating from the program herself. And since then, she's helped build the UNT Vocal Jazz Department into one of the best in the world. Um, In addition to her extensive live performing, writing, and teaching, Rosanna works regularly as a studio vocalist and voiceover talent in Dallas. She works as an as the in-house voice for Dallas award-winning PBS station, TV station, Kira, and she has sung or spoken on hundreds of commercials, album projects, publishing demos, and radio IDs around the world. So I want to welcome you to the show, Rosanna. Super excited Thank to have you, you here. Thanks. Yeah. Great to be here. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I'm going to be asking you these questions. I want you to tell me how this came about. Like, did you grow up? Were you like a singer at birth? Did you just like come out making music, like playing instruments and singing? How did this happen? Well, my parents sang all the time. My family, extended family, there's a lot of singing in our family. And so, yeah, I would say, yes, my mom likes to say I started singing on stage at the age of two. I love Um, it. I can't remember why she says that, but she does. And uh, yeah, I, I was singing always, always. I wasn't necessarily a solo singer. Like I didn't go, I wasn't in the choir uh, program at my school because I was a band kid. So, I, you know, it kind of took a different turn in terms of where my schooling focus was, but I was always singing at home, always singing with my parents, singing. Um, they liked singing acapella harmony and barbershop harmony and little trio harmony. So I did that my whole life. And uh, it was definitely a great start to this career that I have now. Yeah. And you have an amazing one. You've got, you wear many hats, definitely do wear many hats. So tell us, I guess, a little bit about what you're doing. I kind of said your bio and I condensed it because you just have so many incredible things. So what are you working on right now? Like what's going on right now since we're in this Corona, like project wise or what, what's happening right now? Yeah, I know the, the coronavirus thing has, has been such a, a tough thing for musicians around the world. And I, I think one thing that I've learned from this experience is that having all these different plates spinning, boy, that really comes in handy right about now, you know? So I have, I have a teaching job that is the UNT um, teaching job that you mentioned. And that is like about nine months out of the year and that we were doing virtually and that's great. And that's over now for me. So now I'm into, um, I'm working on an album. I have this side band called Brasuka and we, it's like an, an original music Brazilian project. And so we were supposed to release our debut album this summer and we're kind of pushing it back. So now we're kind of trying to think, okay, how can we 
really work on our social media presence, on creating videos, on, you know, how are we going to roll this out and really take this extra time to do it right? So we're brainstorming that. We, um, we have all kinds of ideas, but, uh, you know, it all takes time. So that's one project in the works. And then, um, actually I'm working with, there's this, uh, company called musichabit.com out in LA and they create classes, online classes. And so I created a three course series on expressive singing that kind of goes in conjunction with a book I wrote called singing with expression. So I'm, I'm getting more into that whole thing. And so like a school in Brazil has asked me to do a 15 week online course for them. So I'm in the middle of that right now. So every Thursday at five, I get on the, you know, the computer and I do a course, um, three different modules for a school in Brazil. And I have a translator with me the whole time. And so we work together and it's been, that's such a cool thing. Yeah. Yeah. So. I love it. So many things are coming to mind. And thank you for talking about your album because I did leave that part out. I had it marked on here. So thank you for sharing that because that is another impressive thing you have going on. And uh, the the other thing that's coming to mind when you're talking about this is the the many hats. And you're so right about that because I think even outside of this, you know, they talk about you know, focusing on the one thing that you're doing. But I think sometimes it's, it is really nice when you've got a few things going in, you know, in different areas. And, and if you can get them to overlap and they're all revolving around what you love to do, because you never know. <laughs> and I was like, you put your eggs in one basket, you get stuck. And if something doesn't work out, that's all you've got. So I love that. And, and you're so right that right now it is important because everything is about online presence. I mean, everything that we're doing, we're having to be creative and innovative and put ourselves out there in different ways. And, and social media and all of that right now is huge. And so I think there's a lot of cool things that are coming out of this. I mean, just the birthing. If you're a creative person, this is fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're just having to create things. So yeah, for sure. I'm I'm doing more writing. You know, I, I feel like gosh, I have all this time. Uh, I didn't used to when I was having to do the teaching at the same time, but now that it's summer break for us, yeah, I'm like ah, all these different things that I could do, working on different albums and stuff. So it's it's neat. I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so are you now? Are you a mom or are you just, you get kids? I have a daughter, yes. Okay, because this was going to be my next question. I didn't find out this from you, but I always talk about the work-life balance because I love talking about this when I have moms on on here because you are busy. You are a busy mom. You've got a lot going on. You're wearing many hats and then you've got, you know, you've got a family. You've got other side of that. So I really always like to ask, you know, how do you juggle that? How do you juggle the success and doing that and then also keeping your wits about you and your sanity as a parent and, and, and a mom or whatever, you know, family how do you keep it all together? I know it is hard. There's no question. It's really, really hard. I'm I'm trying to be the best mom that I can possibly be while having this career too. And really the only way I'm able to do this even at all is just the supportive village, the team. Like my husband is also, he's completely freelance and he is mostly a studio singer, but he also is a drummer. And um, now he's going to school full time, uh, getting his PhD in philosophy and uh, creative writing. So there's a lot going on, but he's home a lot during the day and he can work from home a lot. And so he, that, that really helps. And my parents moved uh, to this area to help also with my daughter. So I have a lot of help I'm, and I know not everybody has that, right. but I'm so grateful that I have that. And I think frankly, if I didn't have that, 
I wouldn't be as active as I am being at this time in my life. I would wait 20 years and, and then be active. And I plan to, one of the things I can't do um, in order to be the kind of mom that I want to be is like tour extensively. I can do a week here, a weekend here, four days here. And so like I took, I don't know, maybe like 19 work trips last year, which was a lot actually for me. Um, but I can't, I can't be gone too long, you know, that things start to kind of fall apart and, and relationships start to get weird. And so I think that is one aspect of my solo singing career that I've had to go, okay, I'm sacrificing that right now. And there's a singer that I love, love, love named Shirley Horn. She passed away, I don't know, maybe 10 years now, but she was really getting her start recording albums and stuff. And then uh, she had a baby and she took 20 years off of touring to raise that baby and really give her a good start in the world. Then she had like a whole second birth of, of touring career, which in the jazz world, I think they're more welcoming to like, if you're older, you know, then maybe the pop world, but you know, she was then this respected elder and she won Grammys and was touring all over the world until she passed away. So I'm thinking, well, you know, I can imagine having a second touring life after my daughter's born. But, you know, in the meantime, it is a constant juggling act. It's, I have to be meticulous about making lists and time management and all the things. It is the hardest thing, no question. And it takes a That was going to be my question. Are you a list taker? I'm a list taker. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'm obsessed with lists. I'm obsessed. They're everywhere. I love it. I, I a couple things I want to say to you. You were I, there was a girl on my show. You I don't know Brianna Rialis. She was a top ten Ameri- or a top one hundred American Idol finalist when Carrie Underwood was in same season. Oh, okay. you remind me of her. I love her, love her, love her. Y'all's personality and energy. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel like I'm talking to her. You guys have. And she's an artist, a creative artist, and she helps people scale their businesses. And so I'm listening to this, and she always talks about this brain dump, like she does the, you know, the posters and puts the stuff. And she did one the other day, and so we were joking because I always talk about highlighters, like I love highlighters. You know, like you can you can do magical things with those. <laughs> highlighters. So um, yeah. you remind me of her so much, like just personality, some of the things you're saying uh, and um, creative and all that good stuff. But um, yeah. yeah, I think that the, the lists are important. I mean, as a mom, you do, you have to wear many hats and you're tackling. And, and that was a surprise question. I do those every once in a while because I, I was like, I didn't find out that about you, but I'm guessing that you're a mom. And this is huge because we do have a lot, a lot of female listeners that, you know, they're trying to do all these things. And it's, they a lot of times think that we're superhumans, you know, like we're Wonder Women. <laughs> Definitely and, not Wonder Woman. I, I will yeah. say this, and this is what I tell people because I do get asked this question, um, you know, about the how do you balance it all? Because it can see it can really seem like because I wear so many hats, like it can seem like you're doing so much. How is that possible? Right. And I will say, well, something is always suffering. That's why. <laughs> to, to be honest, you know, I haven't done laundry in a month. Right. Okay. Or like. I've eaten crap meals. <laughs> like, you know, I forgot to pack my lunch for a week or, or I don't know, or I haven't posted on social media, you know, in right. five days, something like right. that. Just always something is sort of at the bottom of the list and you have to keep refreshing the list and moving something up and moving something up and everything just takes turns. Mm-hmm. And I have to be okay if like my office is kind of a wreck for three weeks, you know? Yeah. Sorry. You do. Well, and I will tell you in our house, our island always has laundry on it. 
It's like, right? it's, it's the revolving laundry table. I'm like, every time I, I tell the kids to get the laundry off, like another pile comes out of the dryer. I'm like, it never gets clean. And I'm just like, you know, at some point you're just like, hey, listen, that's not bringing income into my, you know, in my pocketbook. I got to do the things that are income producing activities. That's not one, mm-hmm. you know? I know? So it's like all about delegating and just forgiving yourself and giving yourself grace, right? And allowing those things to just go. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, not important. So I love that though. And I think, I think that's incredible. And uh, it shows you that it can be done, right? It can be done. It can be done. It, t- it takes organization and planning, hard work and sacrificing, and you cannot do everything. So you have to really choose what do I really want to do? What do I really want to do? So if I'm going to volunteer at my daughter's school for two hours in the morning and then go to work, then come home and write a song and then fix dinner and then go in the home studio and do my voiceover auditions for the week. And then, you know, well, then you better be meticulous about bulk cooking on the weekend so that you don't have to spend an hour and a half dinner, you know, or whatever. Amen. I agree with you. Absolutely. Love it. Love it. All right. So this is kind of my my mindset question I like to ask. So obviously, because okay. you had a lot of success, you definitely have had a lot of success. So when you're going after something, like whatever it is, maybe you're starting something new, this album, whatever you're working on, what does that process look like for you? We talked about the list, putting the list together, but what does that, I guess, like that mind space look like for you? Well, you know, I'll use... Um, I'll use a a book as an example because I mean, it's like an album is a project that I've done or like a book. I wrote a book and it came out a couple of summers ago. That was a huge project. I mean, as huge as making an album, it was huge, you know? And I would say first, you know, to have a real clear vision of what the outcome should be. So important. Sometimes this is true for arranging too. I do these big arrangements for like choirs and, and sometimes When I was younger, I would just jump into the process. I just want to get started. Let me just get started because it's fun to get started. You know, like if you're writing a book, I'm just going to write chapter one and just get started before you even write the entire table of contents. But you have to write the entire table of contents before you begin. Otherwise, you will go down all these weird, unnecessary tangents and waste so much time. So if I'm doing a huge arrangement, I map out all of the things first. You know, oh, I want the guys to have the melody here and here it's going to be two parts and here's going to be this and here's, and then I'm going to do a little solo here. And I just want to get the big picture because when you have the big picture, then you can really get organized and it's not, you know, that's not a sexy way to start. That sounds like, uh, it sounds like this is what my mom told me to do. You know, yeah, that's boring. But I think why it seems like I don't want to do it is because it's the hardest part of the whole thing. So that to me is like the secret, right? Is you plan everything out in the big picture. Then you start, you give yourself some deadlines and you make short-term goals for every single day and see if you can figure out a timeline. But the short-term goals are really, really important because they keep you motivated. If it's like, okay, write the book. Okay, that can't be the Right, right. Oh my gosh, I won't ever get started. I'll be like, oh, yeah. I'm going to watch this TV show instead. You know, no, no. If it's like, okay, um, outline this chapter. Right. Okay. That could do in one sitting. And then you feel the sense of accomplishment when you're done. Oh, I did it. Okay. And the next day you do something else. Maybe you flush out this one part of the table of contents, you know, whatever it is, but reasonable short-term goals and sticking to a reasonable timeline of your big picture. I think that that's how I work. And it really, really works. 
for me. I love, I love that. Well, and you're talking about, you know, the outline. I'm cra- I was kind of smiling about that because I did write a book too. And that was the hardest okay. part. That was the hardest part for me was, you know, getting the... Because once, and even when I'm writing blogs, it's so funny. I laugh because I'll have the idea and I'm like, now I got to outline this because I can't write till I figure out how this concept's going to go. And I'm such a free thinker. I just want to write. Like, I just want to go at it, you know? So then I have all these great notes, but then I got to organize the notes because they're all over, the, you know, like they're just, there's no like congruency. So that uh-huh. is the hardest part, but it makes the most sense because then you, you can fill in the gaps, you know, you can fill in everything in there once you kind of have the outline of what you're doing. So absolutely, yeah. I, I would agree with Definitely. you on that. But it is, mm-hmm. it is the most difficult part is the- that's It the is. It's, uh, it's like, it's the hardest work and it's not the part we want to do. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when you're creative, because you just want to, you know, you want to go in there and just- make music or sing or whatever, you know, whatever your craft is. Me, it's just come up with stories. Like, I just want to go in there and create things, you know? And so, yeah, I love it though. I love it. Um, Who would you say has been your greatest influencers? Oh gosh. I mean, kind of depends on which plate it is, you know? And I would say uh, vocally, you know, I have, I specialize in jazz. I sing a lot of different styles, but I specialize in jazz. And so like the two jazz singers that I probably relate to the most are Shirley Horn, who I mentioned before, and Carmen McRae. I just love them. One of them is, you know, kind of quietly sassy, but also um, really deep with ballads. And that's Shirley. And then Carmen is like loud, sassy and brassy and kind of attitude And she's got the sauce going on. So I, I love both ends of the spectrum with those two. But I will say, like, I do a lot of voiceovers now, and it's weird because I'm hopping, like, plate to plate. But, you know, I, I was kind of brought up in the jingle world here. Right after college, I got into the studio business, and I, I've sung a lot of jingles, and I still do. And it was kind of my bread and butter alongside a young teaching career at UNT that was just building. It was just part-time in the beginning. And so I had this freelance, you know, I would perform a little and I would do studio work and then I would teach a little. And so the, the jingle singing, I mean, there are dynamite musicians in the studio business here and they have influenced me so much in terms of their professionalism. There's a guy named Bruce Wormuth who is a producer and a first call studio singer and a trumpeter and a writer and a composer. And, you know, he just does everything. And he's one of the most diplomatic, easygoing, strong people in this industry here in the Dallas jingle scene. And I look up to him a lot. Um, And my husband too, he's another like producer, great all around, you know, great musician and, and people, I think they know how to handle people well in difficult situations sometimes. So I've really learned a lot from the community here and a couple of voiceover artists too. Like I just working with them, it's like, oh man, you guys are, they know how to make people feel um, like they're worth something yeah. while you're all trying to get a good product out of each other, you know? Right, right. It, it's interesting. Yeah. I love and, it. You know, then my parents are amazing and all, you know, I've, yeah. they've been huge too. I, there's a lot of creativity going on in your house. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, there are like three drum sets. There's a pair of congas in the formal dining room. You know, it's yeah, it, it's pretty nutty. Yeah. I love it. So is your daughter, I'm assuming your daughter's creative as well. Am I right? She's a very, yeah, she's very creative. She's um, a really good singer. 
and uh, she plays piano and drums. She's taking lessons from from us there. And she also loves to write stories and do art. She's very, very creative. And uh, she's a good little singer. I've hired her a few times. And she does voiceovers. She's been hired like a few times. And she's good. So so we're getting her in the biz. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And I love your energy, by the way. I love it. I love it. You just got great, great energy. I could see how you could be a great voiceover singer. You got so many cool things. I got to ask you this question. This wasn't planned, but it's not hard. It's not hard because I think you've done so many cool things. What would you say was like, like the most, maybe the biggest, or it didn't even be the biggest thing, but the thing that you were probably like the most proud of, like the thing you did that was probably like something that you just really remember is, hey, this is huge for me. Well, I'm going to tell you, I think the thing that was usually when things are really huge for me, like really big and they make such an impact is if they were really hard and really meaningful and I succeeded. Usually that's the combo, right? That makes it really special and huge for me. And so there's this group, this vocal group called the New York Voices. They're, you know, they've won Grammys. They're, they've been around for 30 years. They sing close harmony. In, in our vocal jazz world, they're the top, right? They're, they're really, really um, great. And I learned about them in high school, no, in college. And I even, I was in my college jazz choir and we sang some of their arrangements from the album, you know, so I, we looked up to them for sure. So fast forward from the time I'm in college singing their arrangements, fast forward 10 years, Plus, you know, and I get called to be a substitute for their alto singer on their European 20th anniversary tour. Wow. Last minute, there's a, an illness in the family that is life-threatening. And I had to learn, their arrangements are very challenging. They are high level, you know, and I learned and memorized like it was 18 arrangements in four days. Wow. And I had to work like nine, 10 hours a day while teaching at a summer camp in order to do it. And then I went all over Europe and got to travel with this world-renowned group and feel what that was like to go all over that. We went to Switzerland and we went to Germany twice. We went to Italy and we went to Spain and we went to France and we went to, you know, we just went everywhere. And it was one of the most remarkable experiences. And I pulled it off. You know, I fit, I, I was, I was part of that group and it was successful. And, you know, their, their agent and their, their tour manager was like, you saved the tour. You know, they were so grateful. They, who I looked up to for so long were grateful to me. That was, that still stands out as just one of the most profound memories and experiences of my life. And now they're all like my dearest friends. So we've continued, I continued to work with them you know, all these years, many years later, and I've toured several times since then too. And, uh, you know, or substituted, you know, if they, in case they need anything, but, uh, I would say that that, you know, that might not be a group that people know, like your average person knows, but for me, that was huge. Yeah. That was a big deal. And that's all that matters, right? That's all that matters. I love it. I love yeah. it. I love it. That's so awesome. Okay, so now I'm gonna ra- I'm gonna go into my rapid fire questions. These are my fun questions. I don't know that I gave you these, but they're really easy. So uh, I always like you. to do this because I think it's fun. You know, I was telling somebody on the other show that I think a lot of times people hear these and they they look at the guests that come on here and they think they're just like you know superhumans. And I'm like, no, they're everyday people like you and I. They just have extraordinary things that they do, right? So we're going to humanize you a little bit here. It's kind of fun. So all right. Morning or night person? 
morning. I love it. You get up in the morning. You're ready to go. Is breakfast? I'm your, ready to go. Is breakfast your favorite meal of the day? Oh, I love breakfast. Yes, it's like ripe with opportunity. <laughs> right. I always say, listen, I can conquer the world before noon. Like that's me. I'm up at 5 a.m. I've got everything conquered by 12 o'clock. I'm ready to go. That means I can relax the rest of the day, right? I love it. I love it. So, all right, dog or cat person? Dog. Dog. Do you have a dog? We don't have a dog because we're gone so much. We would be terrible dog owners. Yeah, that would be hard. You're right. That would be hard. You I'm know, I love dogs too much to put a dog through that. Wait, honestly. It, if you ever want to borrow one, I've got a couple. <laughs> uh, okay. No, I love my pets, but we have a menagerie. Like we can't go anywhere because we got pets everywhere. It's like orchestrating you know? the zoo at our house. It's like we want to go somewhere. Like who's going to watch the dog? Which what, which kennel are we dropping the other one off at? It's like this whole I know. See, process. That's like, I'm it's yeah, a thing. exactly. Exactly. All right. What's your favorite food? Oh my gosh. My favorite food. I mean, I kind of love smoothies. I'm smoothies. obsessed with smoothies. I haven't had anybody yeah. say smoothies. My goodness. I know. It seem like a good favorite food, but I, good. Really, I love smoothies so much. That's awesome. <laughs> Usually I get, you know, Tex-Mex. I get, we, and then we get into our chips and salsa margarita conversation, you know. Oh, those are good Smoothies too. is I good. Like Smoothies is good. It's healthy. It's good. I like it. I like it. All right. Are you a summer or winter person? Summer. Summer. Me too. We get yes. that. All right. And if you could, this is my last fun question I want to ask you for today. If you could be any character, any character, and you probably have been a few because you've done some voiceovers probably. If mm. you could be any character for a day. Who would you choose? Any character for a day? I mean, someone have to say Wonder Woman. Is that cliche? No, you can do whatever you want. You can do whatever. I mean, you Wonder want. Woman is so hip. I always loved her because she was a brunette too, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Hey, you have brown hair like I do," and I just thought she was saving the world, and I would like to do that. And I had her little pajamas, uh -huh. and yeah, yeah. Okay, I would did, say Wonder Woman. Did you have underoos? <laughs> Do you remember the, under, the underoos? Okay, so Wonder Woman underoos. Yeah, I grew up when I grew up when Wonder Woman. You know, remember Linda Carter was playing Wonder Woman. I, that's when I grew up. We had underoos. Yeah, remember them? So yeah, we're probably yes, not I far off. So I had to ask that question. You know, had, but you know, I always say my character. I always go back and forth between Tinkerbell and Captain Marvel because Tinkerbell's sassy. And she's got that oh, wand. Yeah. She's sassy a little bit. And I like that. Like if I had that wand, I could do some damage, you know? <laughs> I mean, like you're making me mad today, but take that wand after you. And then Captain Marvel's just great because she's always, you know, saving the everybody. <laughs> but Wonder Woman's good. I love it. I love it. I love it. So the lasso. Remember she has the lasso? Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love fun. it. So if our listeners wanted to learn a little bit more about what you've got going on, like I said, you've got a lot of incredible things. I mean, I was reading your bio today and I'm like, wow, I love it. I love it. So, but if our listeners wanted to learn a little bit more about what you've got going on over at UNT or, you know, your album that's coming out, all these great things, where do they find you? Oh, I'm all online. Like everyone else, I have my website, rosannaeckert.com. That's Rosanna, R-O-S-A-N-A, -S -S kind of spelled a little different. And um, yeah, I'm, I have, you know, Rosanna Eckert Music is on Facebook and uh, I have an Instagram. You can find me there or Twitter that I never go to, uh, you know. Twitter's I'm sure where I, be I say Twitter's where it's happening right now. I'm <laughs> I know, I know. I had a I hired a publicist for this last record that I released a year ago, and she was like, You have to start posting on Twitter more. And I'm like, I 
can't. <laughs> I know. Social media, social media is like a trick. You know, like you need to have I you almost I need to have one person to do just that. Just do that because I can spend hours just doing social media and it wears me out. <laughs> like it yeah, just takes life force out of me after a while, you know, so I get it. So, but when this goes out, we'll be sure to put your website on there. That way, if they want to reach you, they can absolutely go on there and check you out. So you got great things going on. So, all right. So with that, I do want to say to our listeners, if you enjoy our podcast, please be sure that you give us a rating both on iTunes and Facebook and check out our YouTube page, hit that subscribe button, if you will. And then with that, I'm going to wrap up with our mantra. So it is a great day to be brave. You might as well start now. You have the power to change your circumstances any day you decide. Let today be that day. Rise up, be amazing, be you, do you. All right, you guys take care, be safe, and be kind to one another. We'll see you next time.